Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, only tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. Welcome, everybody, to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's going on, man? Oh, my God. Not a whole lot. Just <laughs> uh, crazy shit at work, but uh, even crazier shit with life, and our listeners are about to find out why. Well, and not to mention our lives are usually pretty crazy anyway, so, I mean, That's shit. Sure. But. To your point, we have a very special guest on the podcast today, and we've had a lot of guests this year, but this one, this one tops them all, I think. And in the, <laughs> well, hey, come on, let's be real. Um, in the 25th anniversary of Clerks, our show has been very, uh, clerk centric this, this year so far. We've done two Clerks episodes, one of them being a Clerks commentary episode that I'm curious to get reaction on. And, as a result of that, you reached out to one Marilyn Gigliotti, and she's decided to join us. So welcome, Marilyn. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, we're, we're definitely honored to have you here. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the show at all. I know I sent you a link, but I don't know if you got an opportunity or not. But I, I did not. It's like, to be honest, it's like my, my life lately has been just like, uh, you know, a little overwhelming, uh, so much kind of going on, um, and so much needing to be done that I just have not had a chance to. No, no, no worries at all. We just wanted you to at least have a chance if you had the opportunity so you knew what you were getting yourself into. Um, <laughs> but no, we're, we're definitely glad to have you on. We, um, we just to give you a quick little bit of background on our show. We we came to be as a result of just the inspiration, and I'm sure you've heard Kevin because I I'm sure you're still in touch with him on a semi regular basis of his his mantra of if you if you want to do it, just go do it. And yeah. especially since he took on the the podcasting thing over the last what's it, eleven years now or so, I, you know he says <laughs> that all the time, just like do it and. I just said, all right, I'll do it. And here we are. So, <laughs> no, definitely. I mean, um, it's, you got to try it to see if, if it'll work for you. If, if, if you don't try, if you haven't, if there's something that you want to do in your life, you have to give it a try. Yeah. You got to see. Otherwise, you know, it, it's like you spend your life wishing you had. No, I absolutely. Go ahead, Rico. You were going to say something. One, one of my favorite quotes of Kevin was, or it's not even a quote, but he said something which was he was talking to his sister and he said, I want to be a writer. I want to be I want to be a filmmaker. And then she said, go be a filmmaker. And then that was what I I for you. You know, you could probably relate to this, Marilyn, because uh, you are an actress. And I spent a lot of time 
wanting to be an actor. And I kept saying, I want to be an actor. And then I heard that quote. And I said, well, fuck, I need to stop saying I want to be an actor. And I just need to say I'm an actor and then become an actor. Right. And I'm really good at saying I'm an actor, but I haven't acted in shit. So um, <laughs> it, it went from, I want to be an actor to be, I want to be a voice actor. And then I said, and then I sort of like CJ was talking about, we sort of stumbled on this Facebook world of Kevin Smith thing. Uh, which is how we found you, if I'm if I if I'm correct. Huh. Um, and then <laughs> we, and then all of a sudden we are now podcasters. And so now I'm just saying, well, I'm a retail clerk at a video store, and I'm also a podcaster. Yeah. So essentially, I am a combination of Dante and Randall. Yeah, he's been <laughs> he's been saying that basically since we started. I think you introduced yourself that way on our first episode. That's um, right. So. Marilyn, we we are very much aware that your whole life does not involve just clerics. We're we're aware that you continue to work in the industry, and we certainly do want to talk to you about that. But we can't do this on this show and not ask you some of the clerics questions, if that's okay. Oh, of course, obviously, yes. Okay, good. I mean, and obviously, you've embraced it with your you know your Twitter handle, and I know you're doing you're selling those pictures right now, or I saw yeah. the tweet about that. Now, is that? Is that just yours? Is that good going for something, or is that the the black and white photos you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I um, I was doing some purging and cleaning and things like that, and I just happened to come across them. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's like people post a lot of different things, and it's like, let me just post these up on. Uh, on my social media and see how they're received. And they were really well received. And it's like, basically it's also just based finding things to post about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what happened. And, and they were just so well received that I figured it was like, um, and certain people were asking whether I was selling them. And so I decided it's like, all right, let me, let me see, let me see what I can do. And, um, so I got eight by tens of three of them, um, like the ones that were most liked. And right. uh, so, yeah, now I'm selling those. I, I think the translation is she has rent to pay. Oh, stop. Uh, yes. Sure she's uh, doing better. And some other bills and a car payment. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we have a list of questions. We're not beholden to them we just put them here and so we had them so don't feel like elaborate as much as you want is basically what i'm getting at some of them are fun and some of them are a little more serious um i think i would my first thought would be i'd want to know what it was like when kevin comes into here because you were in an an acting troupe correct or a, a, a theater group i should say in in that area up in the leonardo area correct Correct. Um, in, in the southern New Jersey, uh, well, central southern New Jersey area, I was yeah. doing um, community theater. Okay, because, and and I'm completely joking with you here, Marilyn, but I am from southern New Jersey, and you know the rivalry between north and south in this state, I'm sure. So, you know, south south is south. <laughs> well, and, and yes, and that's why I said, like, central south. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and I know, I'm just just having some fun with you about it but what <laughs> what was it like when when he comes in this this unknown 20 
was he 22, 20, 30 at the time filmmaker saying, I'm going to make this movie in a convenience store. Like, are, are you guys taking him seriously or are you just like, whatever, but I'll audition anyway. Or how, what was the, <laughs> well, the thought for like? Me, uh, I had, I had found out about the auditions. Okay. Um, so I, I think you might be getting confused with um, Lisa's experience to my experience. Oh, because okay. Lisa, Lisa was actually in, in a workshop or something like that. And he sat in on it and then approached her afterwards. Um, but for me, I was in the middle of a rehearsal for a show and through the grapevine, one of the theaters that I had worked at, uh, the word got around that, and this is the way that it was put, a kid is <laughs> holding auditions for uh, a film. Okay. And, and so I went to the auditions. There were quite a few people there, but not everybody was actually auditioning. <laughs> a lot of them were there just to watch. Right. Um, and uh, we had to do a monologue. And yeah, you know, um, I, I don't, you know, it's like things are, I remember bits and pieces of that whole situation right. um, at this point, you know, 25 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Do you Did remember you, what the monologue was? Yeah, I was just going to ask you that, yeah. That I do remember, yeah. It was from a monologue book. And um, Nightluster is the name of it. Um, and it, it for me, it basically was something how I have felt for a good portion of my life. Um, because it, it's, it's a person talking about how she doesn't ever feel seen. Um, and I'm a middle child. Mm. <laughs> so enough said on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and also, you know, taking on the, the, the going for, going for, and you know, trying to be an actor and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you you know, you're just kind of wishing and hoping that somebody sees me or hears me. And, and uh, so that's pretty much the, 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 the monologue, um, which is on the 10th anniversary DVD. Oh, is it? I have that. I don't think I've seen that for some reason. Yeah. Uh, both my, my audition, uh, Brian's audition, as well as Jeff's audition is on there. Huh. Um, and needless to say though, it's like, I, I, I've done that monologue much better than I did that day. Well, you're, uh, much more seasoned. You've been doing this much, you know, you've got much more experience now. Brothers so. and actors. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you, Rico. Um, I, I, I know it says on your Wikipedia, and I've actually even heard Kevin say this in interviews, that he one of the reasons he, he did select you, though, was because you could cry on cue. I mean, I, I don't know about on cue, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, um, I mean, for, for the monologue, yeah, I got emotional, but I felt, for me, it was a little bit forced. Um, so the fact that they didn't see that, I was like, okay, good. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, there are moments where it uh, it flows. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I, I, funny, because one of, one of Kevin's podcasts where he's actually with Jeff, and they were talking about the time where Walter uh, was all freaked out about it afterwards when, when they went 
to to the diner, I guess after the uh, after the auditions and stuff like that. And how was he was all freaked out about that afterwards? <laughs> I found that funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've I've heard that episode. That was um, I think it was a it was that morning show he was doing for a while. I think Jeff came on that, or maybe an episode of Smodcast, if I recall. But I I, I remember the interview or the discussion you're talking about. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But, so what was it like, like you said, this, they, they told you this kid is shooting this movie. So what was your first thought when you heard that? Like this, this kid is making this movie. I didn't care who was making a movie. I just felt <laughs> like it was a, it was a, a chance to do something more than what I had been doing already um, okay. versus on, on the stage and, and, and see, all right, I'd like to take this a step further, see how I see what happens and see if I can. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that was pretty much it. You were hungry basically. Um, I don't know that I would say I was hungry. Um, I, I just, you know, I just wanted to see what I could do. Just, just see what your, what your, how far your limits went, I guess, or, or something. Yeah. 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 What was your reaction at first reading the script? Like, were you like, I mean, did you find it funny or were you oh, more yeah. or less? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, he had called me after the auditions, n- not like that night or anything. I don't remember exactly when it was, but he asked me to go to the convenience store and I went there and I, and he gave me like a quick um, little rundown. Um, he wanted me to read the script make sure I was comfortable with certain things. Um, And (laughs) so so I took it with me and I was reading it while I was at work uh, in between clients and I was laughing and I, you know, I didn't find any offense to any of it. Um, It's not like I was taking my clothes off or anything like that. So it's like, Were you you doing hair and makeup at the time as well? I worked in a salon at the time. Got Okay. Got it. So you're at the salon, you're helping, you're, you're, you're doing perms and whatnot. And between perms, you're laughing your ass off reading the script. Well, I will say, I don't, I don't recall it being a very busy day. So <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Well, if I can ask what, um, because obviously Kevin has, as, as we all do, we change over the years. Kevin has changed dramatically before marijuana and then after marijuana. What was he like when he was like 20 compared to how he is now? If If you can. Um, it's a, that's a hard question for me to really answer. It's because it's not like I knew him in the sense of seeing him on an everyday basis or anything mm. like that. It's, you know, we worked together and then we went to Sundance, all of us and, and kind of a thing. So I, I to me, it's, it's, it's not really any different. Right. Right. Well, and, and and you were saying you you know you work together. So how how many days were you on set? Like, were you there for the entire filming, or did they just do your sequences and then you were done? How did how did that work? Um, I was only there for could have been three days, maybe four, like okay. three, really? nights, two or three nights, and then you know once during the day, um, and. 
I can't remember whether they were consecutively or not or anything like that. Um, sure. But it's not like, oh, let's get hers out of the way or anything like that. It's like they, they had a schedule and that they went by the schedule and they, they gave me my my dates and I was there for those dates. Okay. I mean, because look, sir, I and 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 I mean no disparity to Lisa in any way when I say oh, this, yeah. but you you are the heroine of this show of this movie, as far as I'm concerned. Like, oh, I, thank you. No, seriously, I feel like I feel like in some some instances when I've heard people talk about the movie, I feel like your character is very underrated, and I feel like without Veronica, the whole story kind of falls apart, and I mean that in a positive way, but. Thank I think you without so much. Oh, no problem. But I, I, I genuinely believe that. Thank that you, guys. No, that I'm, you know, I, I'm going to, I'll admit, you know, there are times where I do feel like I'm, I'm a little bit underrated um, as to how, how I fit into the story, um, you know, and not by the people that I've worked with in the film, but more sure. by maybe some of the fans, but, more by say promoters of conventions and things like that. Mm, right, right. I could I could see that, and that's not it's not right. It's not good, but I could see why that would be. You know, and it's yeah. I I I do. I think I think your character is the glue to the story, really, because uh, yeah, I would agree. If you're definitely the heart of the story, because Dante. I mean, <laughs> going to the whole point is Dante really fucked up when he like. <laughs> made that awful decision yeah like he you were you, veronica was bringing him lasagna and everything and like he still tried to cheat on her i, I mean I, when we when we rewatched the movie i was like god dante's awful like <laughs> it really is just such a fuck up here yeah uh, I, I don't understand you go with the loyal italian chick what's wrong with you dude <laughs> So, and that kind of leads to some of the sillier stuff that we we had to ask you about because we just things that intrigue us about it. So it doesn't, you know, have any bearing. But, but like we were, <laughs> like I said, we did a commentary episode just last week. We watched the movie and had it on mute with the subtitles on and talked through the whole thing. And we both said to ourselves, "What color was the nail polish?" <laughs> it he, was clear. It was. I told you it was a clear coat. I called that. Yeah, we we went with clear because, you know, we didn't want to have any issues of, you know, mess. And uh, I I already had uh, a French manicure going on. And so basically, it's like we just we just had the the, the clear nail polish to kind of work with. And uh, so that it wasn't too much of an issue to work around and, and, and be careful of. And how was Brian? Was he good at it? Yeah, was he halfway yes, decent? Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you have to give him some pointers or he just knew naturally? <laughs> no, no, he, he yeah. I mean, again, because it was clear, it wasn't such an issue anyway. So, sure. and you know, he went in there, he was cleaning with the edges, with the nail and all with his nail that. kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, it was, it was all good. <laughs> good for Brian. Good for yeah, you, Brian, yeah, for knowing how to do that. <laughs> I wonder. You, you almost wonder if you practiced, but anyway, that's another conversation. <laughs> hey, um, he may have. I don't know. <laughs> um, I yeah, I I don't know. I, we have this list of questions, but I, I feel like some of them are just so ridiculous, and I'm really just enjoying hearing your oh, your perspective. I'm on intrigued. These, but, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> uh, well, 
the uh, biggest well, one that number, number one is well yeah let me hold on because uh, we we put out a, a thing to our friends both on social media and behind the scenes and the biggest thing people want to ask us about that we wanted they wanted us to ask you about was why 37 like do do you know why that was the number that was chosen versus any other number it could have been well, I mean, I think that's definitely a Kevin question, but well, sure. Well, if I'm remembering, <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, because I mean, Kevin's pretty much been asked just about everything and covered just about every aspect of of, oh, of yeah. things. But I there is a vague memory of something to the effect that in, in films. 37 is actually mentioned a lot in a lot of films because uh, because of the ease of the number or something like that. I, I, hmm. I don't I don't remember it correctly, but and I know okay. I'm not giving it any justice, um, but it, it, there was something just to that effect. OK, because you know, honestly, like you said, Kevin has talked a lot of different pieces of this movie and other aspects of his career and life to death. And I mean that as lovingly as I can say it because we love oh, listening yeah. to it. But that's the one thing that in all the Kevin circles that we run in, no one seems to know the answer to. It seems like he doesn't mention why 37. And the closest sort of I the found... <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Was that he said it was arbitrary, but I don't buy that. I'm sorry, I just don't. <laughs> I, if I could cut in for one second, yeah, sorry, 37 Rico. sounds like an extremely a lot of penises. Like, that is a <laughs> lot of chicks and stuff. Like, because your character's about 22. That is a lot of promiscuity. <laughs> like, I mean, I as a, as a film goer and as a man, as an feminist, I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> as, I mean, like, all the power to you for for doing that for the character but like at the same time it's like that seems a bit excessive like <laughs> i agree i mean probably but then again you know uh it's like in comparison to you know a woman who sleeps around a lot i like i don't know i don't even know what that number would probably well, be see, you know I and to your point, your point you're just making, I think that's the kind of redeeming thing about the 37 is because the thing that gets passed over in that whole, you know, sequence is you've only slept with three people. Right. You know? yeah. So, 
you know, I, I don't know if there's justification there, but the point being is your your character is not someone who's just sleeping with anybody. You know, that's that's kind of the point that's supposed to be made, and it gets lost in the the <laughs> thirty seven in a row. But that right. is kind of the point that's supposed she to be has made. Values, <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't even think I've kissed thirty seven people. <laughs> Um, I don't think I can name you 37 people that I like. <laughs> well, well and, and do you mean a casual kiss, a peck on the cheek or whatever? Or do you mean kiss? I mean, kiss. Like, I don't okay, even. Yeah. I, I mean, like, me neither. <laughs> I, right. That's, see, that's my point is that like, yes, 37 sounds easy on the ears because it is. I mean, that was my argument. I was like, 37 just sounds good. Uh -huh. It's it, it's a it's a relaxing number, even though it's almost forty things. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, like in comparison, I'm twenty seven years old. Uh -huh. I can't. I mean, like it's twenty seven for me just seems excessive amount of vaginas or penises or people that know. <laughs> I love you, like brother. That. I do. If um, you took thirty seven people in a room, mm -hmm. that's, that's, a lot of that's a big room. I mean, but to some degree, to, to going in line with the story itself and to, to look at it in the way where it's like, all right, when they're starting to try to think about numbers, it's like, oh, okay, she's only slept with, slept with three people, you know? It's like because, it's, you know, she cared about them and whatever. Um, but when you're, okay, it's like we need to, to, to make something that's totally opposite, that's going to be um, shocking. Yeah. And yeah. where, you know, it's like 10, I was like, all right, yeah, that's a lot, but it's not a shocking number in, in retrospect. True. So, and I think maybe 20s, tw you know, maybe 27 could have actually done it versus the 37, mm. but, but I, I, I think it, it does give it that, that shock factor that it probably needed for the script. Right. And then well, at the other time, the other way, and the other side of that, if you went to something like, say, a hundred, it would have just seemed so unrealistic that it yeah. couldn't have been true. So, yeah, yeah I, I get that. Now, Go ahead, Rico, because I have another. I have a follow up, but go ahead. There's, there's no real answer to the, my little no. diatribe. Yeah. It's more of just like, what the fuck, Kevin? Maybe that's a question um, for one of his Q and A's at some point. If any of you guys gonna do do attend one, <laughs> maybe that, that's the, a good question. Oh, yeah, it's what we totally plan to dark. ask. But the question, the problem is, if we're third in line, we're not going to get to ask the question because if you've you've seen Kev's <laughs> no, Q and A's and it doesn't no, get third that. in line, third in line, you actually might fifth, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I I did go to a Hollywood Babylon and I went to a earlier Kevin Smith Q and A, and I was the second person to ask a question, and I completely wasted it. Yeah, uh, you did. Like I I just basically I you know look, Kevin is just a man. You are yes. just a woman, but uh -huh. like is this slight stigma like we've seen you on movies oh my god you're a celebrity like and especially with kevin who is sort of like the pod father like he's <laughs> like there is that i i all of a sudden i became a 12 year old kid like my knees were shaking and i was my voice my already deep voice was cracking like it was going through puberty and then i fucking just Went through this ramble, this whole fucking story about how I'm a clerk at a video store, and then I said I'm the only cop person who bought a copy of Yoga Hosers. 
<laughs> so not only did I insult the man, but then I said, my question is, will you sign it? And then he said, sure, no problem. And then that was it. And then I, and then I just said, and then he, he started saying something like, oh yeah, you know, it's amazing how you went through this whole journey, you know, it took years and I'm just not getting the hint that he's saying, sit the fuck down, shut up. Kid. <laughs> and, and I said, that's right. It took like 15 years to meet you. And he said, and now we're done. And I said, that's right. He said, and now you can sit down. I'm like, okay, I will. No, please sit down. I'm like, okay, sure. No problem. Fuck. <laughs> so now I'm just kicking myself forever that I was like, like, I think he'll at least remember that exchange despite all the pot he smokes, which is, oh, you're the kid who insulted my movie and then asked me to sign it, and you also work at a video store. Uh, but now I'm thinking I should have just fucking asked him why 37, because that would have been a better question, well, <laughs> but not as good of a story. It, right. it, yeah, and, and it is what it is. But and, and I, So I going back to the to the original question about the number in the Maryland, and I, and I, I understand why you say it's probably more of a Kevin question, but we figured if anyone beside him knew, it was probably you. That's why we asked. But uh-huh. the next question I would have is, so obviously that's kind of been tied to you as well. Like, obviously Kevin uses it. He's got it over his jerseys and, you know, right. all kinds of other things. But right. it's also been tied to you and... I, I would say for slightly more ominous reasons. I, I don't think it's that heavy, but I don't have a better word. So <laughs> how does that, has that been a, a, a negative thing? Has it been a, cause I'm sure you get people yelling some inappropriate things at you because of it. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> let's just say that for the most part, it's all in fun and, sure. and I can go with that fun and I can make fun of it as well. But yeah, sometimes some people just don't realize when to when they've crossed the line and when to draw the line. Okay, well, um, hopefully we haven't yet. So no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, just and, wanted, yeah. And I will say though, it's like I have I have some awesome and amazing friends because um, when there are some fans that do kind of cross the line, others, you know, will kind of say something I, that I don't even have to. <laughs> right, right. Are you still tell you with Brian and Jeff and, and Lisa until, you know, unfortunately she passed away, but... So i very close with Brian, um, Scott, and with Ernie. Okay. Um, Jeff, uh, he does live out here in California. The last time I did see Jeff was uh, for Lisa's passing, and... Uh, you know, it was nice to kind of all get together and catch up. Um, and it was a hard time for all Sorry. of us. Um, of still is sometimes, you know, thinking yeah, about mean, it. It, it. I mean, obviously you, you knew her and were friendly with her, but it, I, that's one of the, like you were talking about people, you know, sometimes yelled out saying inappropriate things and whatever. But I, what I do like about, and I hope you agree that Kevin's fan base is when things like that happen, we kind of, band together you know like yeah. i think there was an outpouring of support for all of you guys including lisa's family when that happened i think yeah. at least that's what i saw yeah definitely um i mean and it's not like lisa and and, and i or, or all of us are constantly on the phone with each other or anything like sure. that and lisa and i kept in touch uh you know via social media um so you know it, it's 
it's just the nature of the beast of especially, you know, being on opposite coasts and, mm. and things like that. Um, busy life and, you know, her going through her, her health issues and, and, you know, me going through life, uh, that can be quite tumultuous at times. And, uh, so, you know, it, it's, we, we live our lives, but that doesn't say that, I mean, I, I know for me, it's, I, I consider, I consider everybody, my family there. Right. Well, I mean, and especially cause it's the first project, right? Like the first, the one that kind of got you all to where you are now. I mean, I know you, at least from what I can tell, it seems like you and Brian are the most, you know, short of Kevin, of course, but I mean, you and Brian from the acting side of it are the most active from the cast still to this day. Yeah, uh, as far as uh, you mean acting, it, still doing acting, you mean? Acting, working in the industry as a whole, because you just don't hear yeah. about, like, I think Jeff, Jeff doesn't really do anything anymore. I know they couldn't get him for three, which was a shame. Um, but, like, I, I don't see Jeff on a whole lot of things, at least when I've looked him up on IMDb. Lisa didn't do a whole lot either, if I saw, but maybe I read it wrong. No, yeah, um, yeah, uh, Lisa, once she moved back to Jersey, I think she pretty much kind of called it quits with the acting. Um, and Jeff just, just doesn't seem to have the interest there at all either. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, Brian and myself, we, we're, we're, we're still doing the pursuing. And um, also Scott, who plays, um, who played the Julie's Gum Guy. Um, oh, okay. Adversary. When you said when you said Scott, I thought you meant Moser for a minute. I, I oh, got my yes. Scott's <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm so proud of him when, of what he's actually been doing now as well. What? Have you seen the he... Yeah. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he he's one of the directors for the Grinch. Oh, well, no. Movie. You're getting my Scott's confused again. I thought you were talking about the Tulis guy again. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, no. 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 It's fine. <laughs> um. Yes. I I knew Moser was involved with the Grinch and and directed that, and that's very very awesome. You've been doing a lot because I I've you know when you agreed to come on the show, I did a little bit of research, and you've done a lot with with makeup as well as in front of the screen. Which do you prefer? Oh, in front of the in front of the camera, definitely. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, just because you've done so much here, I didn't because there's quite a few yeah, projects well, here. Yeah, um, well, you know, uh, living out in California, um, very expensive out here, yeah. and when one thing doesn't pay enough of the bills, it's like you wind up doing two, three, four, five kind of jobs, and just you know, being able to survive, where doing whatever it is that you can um, to to help pay those bills and and supplement in in many different forms right well, and i see that you you've thrown your your hat into the directing ring how how did that come about and how was the experience uh well i've been wanting to direct for quite a while and i have optioned a feature from someone as well and i knew that you know, who's going to give me a million dollars to direct something that I've never directed before? So I knew I kind of had to do something in, in the short film. And the, about a year ago, I mean, I had an, I, this idea for a short film quite a long time ago. A year ago, I did a short film in St. George, Utah with a friend or a few friends. And once I got back, 
I just basically decided I, I, I need to, to do this idea that I've had for a short film. And the, the, the only reason that I hadn't done it is because, well, I just didn't have the money. And as affordable as you can shoot anything nowadays, it still takes money. And yeah. I did not want to beg for money doing the crowdfunding. And finally I decided or realized it's like, you're going to have to beg for money, Marilyn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, once I got back and I mean, it was basically almost exactly a year ago, I started putting everything together. I got an editor, uh, a DP of mine that I've worked with in front of his camera um, with some other people that I know and got together an editor friend and just started putting all the pieces together and figuring out what I had to do. And I was two weeks into doing that when some other filmmakers that I know came to me. It's like, hey, Marilyn, love to have a meeting with you uh, about some short films that we're doing. And so I met with them and they had a collective group of of seven people of filmmakers they some of them had already uh put together some short films and so they were putting together about seven short films they wanted me to act in two but they also wanted me to come on as a producer and i said to them well i actually have just started putting together my own little project and they said well send it on over to us and then we'll we'll add it to the collective and um, so it kind of started from there and then we did a crowdfunding last year, which eh, was, all right, you know, didn't, didn't get too much, um, not anywhere near what we needed, but we got enough via the, um, crowdfunding as well as off of the crowdfunding to be able to shoot three of those short films out of eight that we have. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did that, uh, first weekend of December. I directed one, not the one that I wrote, but someone else's. Mm -hmm. And um, so now, now we're looking to do a GoFundMe and so that we can get money to edit those three now. <laughs> and, and then to shoot the other five as well as edit those. So, you know, it's, it's a process. It's, it's a long process and it's, 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 it's a bit tedious that I, and I hate that it's taking so long, but you know, uh, to do it right. I, I know it, it needs to have a little bit of time, but, but I, it's, it's the money. It's the money situation. That's kind of making it a, a little bit take too long. Has there, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. Cause I, I'm, I'm not worried about insulting you, but I want to make sure I get the, the point across correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. was there any temptation to reach out to like Kev? I mean, obviously, you know someone who's. I mean, I'm not saying he's the richest director in the planet, but he's certainly not struggling either. So, it was there any temptation to to go down that route and and talk to him or or even Mosher or someone of that nature for funding for these projects? To be honest, it's like I did not personally reach out to them specifically. I okay. was just kind of hoping. It's like I, you know, I, I can't imagine that they're going to miss the posts that I make and hopefully, you know, Hey, Oh, Marilyn's doing this. It's like, you know, let me throw her a few bucks. <laughs> right. Right. But, but obviously different than just going to Kevin and being like, Hey, I've got this idea, but I need the, the funding for it. It's obviously yeah, different. That way. Uh, again, you know, it, it's like the whole asking for money. Uh, yeah. That, and 
And that's, and that was the thing. It's like, it was even hard for me to send out a mass email to my family and friends, like immediate family and friends and to, to do that. Um, and to be honest, it's like with all the people that I sent it to, it was only barely a handful that even did. Really? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got it done though. And, and to the point that you were making earlier, you just got to go do it. And you did. So that's awesome. <clears throat> um, but yes, but I still have mine, my, my small little script that I need to, uh, direct and, and, and get done. Um, unfortunately. So, uh, as far as like the the group of my film group friends um in in the next few weeks we're going to be doing kind of like an EPK uh for what we have done and so that hopefully we can get like some of the footage up onto our GoFundMe so that people can see it's like all right, we didn't make shit you know <laughs> we actually have some quality stuff here you know right. it doesn't look bad so it's like please Help us! <laughs> no, that's it's, it's awesome that you're 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 chasing that dream, and I and I don't mean that you haven't gotten there already. Obviously, you've been working since Clerks, you know, or actually, yeah. um, I I see one credit pre Clerks, but I don't know if you, you count it, but it's for something called Invasion of the Flesh and Blood or Invasion for Flesh and Blood. Yeah, I don't really count it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, <laughs> Based on your character, I didn't think so, but I just thought I'd ask. So yeah, yeah. Um, but does the character suck thirty eight dicks? No, <laughs> no. It's 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 much darker. Um. Oops. Anyway, so well, that's that's awesome, and and you know, obviously, you're it, it's because you've got the most diverse credit list I've seen from a lot of people. Because most people take the one thing the acting the directing and just or you know producing or whatever and just hang in that one field you've you've tried everything and i don't mean that in a way that you know like you were saying you just got to pay bills i think you're 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 willing to try all these different things to see what you you like the most so yeah exactly and and, and the thing was too it's about um being on set uh, just enjoying being on set. And so yeah. whatever way that I was able to be on set, be it in front of the camera or behind the scenes, that's what I wanted to do. And as a filmmaker, as an actor, it's like if you do want to kind of pursue to to become a filmmaker, then it's it's always a good thing to kind of learn every aspect of it as much as you can. No, absolutely. Uh, we have a we have a friend. His name is Matty Granger. I don't know if you ever heard him, but he he's worked on quite a few different films over the years. Always behind the scenes. He's got some in front of the camera work, but the the biggest stuff he's worked on has all been behind the sc behind the camera. Um, mm. And he says the same thing. Like his he just loves being on set. That that family connection you. You build, but he said it's very odd too because you build this family for you know however long you're filming, and then it's just gone like that. Yeah. And he said it's a very weird thing. And have you experienced? <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just 2 dollars 
Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Who am I? Naomi is the new hit series that's got all the buzz. You have power I have never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. It's the same kind of thing when that happens? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely, because you get used to seeing all those people and... And you get very close, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, and it's such a snap-the-finger kind of moment that all of a sudden you don't see these people, and you're on to the next project. And so as close as you were, you know, some of you may still kind of keep in touch, but not like, not in the same way. And that kind of goes back to what we asked you about if, if you know how much you were in touch with Brian and Jeff and all them, like, cause from our perspective as fans, we just assume you guys all hang out and whatnot. And obviously that doesn't, you know, isn't the case. So, right. For, well, and the and, thing is too, it's like, well, Brian and I, we actually have history before clerks. So we actually did have a friendship because we worked uh, community theater together. Okay. Um, and, and, Before I even started into the community theater circuit, I went and I saw him in a dinner theater show uh, where he was playing Renfield in Dracula. And so to then eventually find myself on the stage with him actually was really a nice moment and to, to, you know, kind of see the transition as well for him and what he's done. And um, so, you know, we have that history and the fact that we were able to you know, solidify that in, in a way that kind of immortalized us now <laughs> is kind of nice. And, and, and I think what's also has, has kept that friendship going is the fact that we do the, the conventions together and, right. and we always have a great time when we're, we're, you know, at the conventions together. And the other thing that I, I think, cause Enrico and I have talked about this kind of off air, but we, we have mentioned it. It always seemed very natural, the relationship between Veronica and Dante and, and you giving us that, that information that you guys have known each other long before making clerks. Yeah. Explains that because it feels like obviously you had already known each other. So it probably did. Am I right? Did that make that, that role easier? It seemed like you guys were totally relaxed with each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, so here's the funny part, though. Um, So the shows that we've done together, he's he's tried to kill me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He has played my brother, and then we played girl boyfriend and girlfriend. So you know, (laughs) in that order, or (laughs) um, I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in a row. Oh God. Um, so I mean, I'm grateful it's three separate projects and not one thing because that would yeah. make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would have been weird. Yeah. Is so, this a Manson family? Like, what is this? <laughs> so what? Well, God, no, please. Um, the 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 one where he tried to kill me. It's a movie that's called Wait Until Dark. Um, I don't that's- know. If- Wait, 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 I know this. This is the Audrey Hepburn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
So I my, played Hepburn part, and he played the guy who's trying to find the doll, and and, and yeah. He played uh, Alan Arkin? Um, yeah. Or Richard Crenna? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> what, but uh, okay, but he, played, so, he played the main guy out of the, the, the group, yeah. Did, with, uh, okay, because I just... My my girlfriend is gonna laugh her ass off because she just she showed me that movie like four months ago. I had never heard oh. of it or seen it. And at at the video store, that's now one of my recommendations. Whenever someone's like, you know, I really want a really good suspenseful film, I'm like, you need to see this fucking movie because Alan Arkin is terrifying and he doesn't he doesn't sound like Alan Arkin. He sounds <laughs> like he sounds cool, daddy, like beatnik. And he's uh-huh. terrifying. So the fact that you play the Audrey Hepburn role is amazing. Um, so Brian play so because there's there are multiple you know, there are multiple antagonists in that film, but there's the real evil yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Like, so that's who Brian played. I, I believe so. I, I do believe so. That is, I really want. I, I God, I wish there was like a there was footage of this because I would yeah. love. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't recall whether there is or isn't because sometimes uh, the the shows were uh, taped. Um, you know, like one night would be taken, but I don't I don't recall if this was taped at all. And then the other um, show that we put on together, where he played my brother, um, is a good friend of ours actually, who has since passed away as well. Um, but he was a South African um, that owned a dessert theater. And it was a semi-autobiographical play that he wrote about apartheid. And um, so I go back home after mm-hmm. living in America to find my brother has fallen in love with one of the slaves. So, it was, so a comedy, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like so. So uh, talk about it's like um, where Kevin and Walter were freaked out about my crying. It's like yeah, this, this was this got to be a pretty heavy piece at the end, and uh, there was some even some slapping going on with me and Daddy. <laughs> Interesting. Jesus Christ. Um, Speaking of slapping, yeah, you know, it's funny the- because. Um, when I'm on a set and people question if they, when they have to slap the other person and I'm like, you just go for it, dude. It's like, cup your hand and go for it. Do not yeah. hold back. It, you know, it won't, you do it right. It won't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, to, and to that point, you kicked the shit out of him in clerks and he deserved it. So, uh, I was kicking the bottom of that big fat boot he had on. So it was okay. <laughs> ah, he still deserved it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but so what? Um, I had a question. I just lost it. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> oh well, we, we wanted we wanted to know. Um, did Kevin ever approach you for things like Clerks Two, the animated series, and and when Three was in talks before before the plug got pulled, were you in talks to be in any of these things? Because you you and you and Lisa uh, never show up again, really, in the, in the Viewerskew world. Now, you, you said Lisa kind of stepped out of the limelight anyway to do the family thing, but you obviously are still working, so how come right. you weren't in any of these things? Okay, so, um, yeah, here's, here's, here's a bit of history and story. So I was asked to be in Chasing Amy, and I still lived in Jersey back at the time, uh, at this time. 
And um, it was basically to play opposite Joy Lauren Adams' character as her girlfriend. Mm. Um, although, uh, actually, let me let me take it back just even a little bit more. Please. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so once Kevin did Clerks and he was given the money to do another film, it was basically Mallrats. Right. And uh, Kevin did have myself, Brian, um, Jeff, and I believe Lisa as well, gave us the opportunity to audition for Mallrats. And I don't remember what role he told me to read for the audition, but I was going in for my first, like I would say, real audition. Um, I did, in totally different league than you know going to the theatrical community theater uh, auditions and things like that. So when I got into the room and I was asked by the casting director, and I don't even remember who it was at this time, I tell her the role and I just remember her looking at me with this perplexed look on her face, then looking over at Kevin and Scott sitting on the couch and then looking over at me and I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh, what's going on? What what I do? Am I so not supposed to? So green still pretty green Marilyn who's very insecure not really knowing what's kind of going on and what it is that's that's happening and so I'm pretty sure I bombed that audition um and then now fast forward where Kevin asked me if I wanted to do that role in chasing Amy and it still really wasn't all that much further along um but uh, you know, I, I, again, still, it's like it, it, it was something that I didn't feel very comfortable with. And I actually met Joey, um, I don't know, four, five, six years ago in Miami for a convention that uh, Brian, myself, and Jason Muse were at. Wow. And so this was the first time that I was meeting Joey. And I, like, I knew I was going to say, it's like, oh, you know, we almost got to work together. And... Her response is like, oh, well, what happened? And I had no idea, no clue what I was going to be saying to her. But what came out of my mouth was the fact that it's like I was afraid of challenges at that time, mm. um, which was very, very true. And so later on in one night, uh, her, her husband, Brian and myself, we all went to dinner and we were talking about that. And and I. I had mentioned that at some point a manager of mine had talked to, I believe it's, it was around the time that clerks two was being made. As a matter of fact, that my manager had talked to somebody on Kevin's camp. And I was, he was told that because I had turned down that role, I would never be asked again. But what wow. Joey said was that that probably did not come from Kevin. That probably came from Harvey Weinstein. Oh, well, <laughs> knowing what well, we know now about Harvey, that's not very surprising. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I do have a quick follow-up to that, though. I, and I suppose Kevin was in, especially, and I'm talking about Mallrats specifically, I, I'm, I'm guessing that at that point he was still in a very tough position because while he made the splash he made with Clerks, he wasn't, you know, he's not Spielberg or Scorsese and being able to be able to, like, 
make his own calls all the time. Did right. you were you bothered that you by the fact that you had to actually audition? I mean, Clerks yeah. is an audition in and of itself, essentially. I mean, no, not at all. Um, I, I, I mean, just because I was in in a film, a black and white film, that all of a sudden did so well. I mean, I I knew that I still had to prove myself to the industry, basically. So, um, and right, but I realized that okay, yeah, this may be Kevin's film, but he was not the one that was funding the money this time. Right. Uh, so right. he had people that he had to, um, um, there's a word I can't think of. He had to answer to? He had to answer to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, I, re- I realized that this was not, you know, just going to be handed to me. But then again, you know, if it was just a smaller part, that would have been nice too. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Even, even if you were just, Hell, even if you were in the first row of the game show, like the crowd or whatever, just we could see you. Right, right. Was there a character in the other Smith films that uh, you would have wanted to play? Um, well, I think in in Dogma, I easily could have played um, the friend role that the comedian. Uh, the Garofalo role? Yes. Janine, the Janine Garofalo role, yes. I mean, I. Oh, I I could see uh-huh. you in that. That'd be, that'd be that would have been really good. It'd be a nice little throwback and and homage. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I almost could see you. I mean, Alanis Morissette as, as God is pretty funny, but I could also see you as God, just to be like a real a real uh, throwback. <laughs> um, and then as far as like, um, I mean, easily in Clerks too could have been a cameo of. Yeah. Just kind of walking into to the movies, and then all of a sudden seeing that oh, uh, just from the convenience store to the food store. I was like, you know. yeah. as long as you weren't Kinky Kelly, because I think that would have been kind of strange for all of us. But um, <laughs> you know, but no, you're right because I mean, like, like Ben walks in, um, uh, Jason <laughs> Lee walks in, like several people different walk in and order food and walk out. So you easily yeah. could have been one of those characters. I don't, yeah. Should we tell her about our, our about our hashtag for Ben? Oh, see, yeah, we're not doing very well with this, but we have started a hash a hashtag because. Uh-huh. And I, I actually came up with this because I've heard Kevin talking about Ben on different pods, podcasts about how much... And it seems to me he misses the friendship. It's not even about doing a movie together. It just seems right. like they were pretty close at one point, And then that's, you know, separated for whatever reasons. Rico yeah. has his theories about Jennifer Garner that we're not going to get into tonight. But <laughs> that that aside, since... Since they did get divorced, we started a hashtag in case he's right that Kevin Ben reboot. We want we want them to become friends again, and whether they work together or not. So we've been <laughs> trying to push this hashtag very poorly, I will add. But we've been trying. Well, now I think we should do another hashtag to get put Gigliotti back in Clerks movies, like make or more Kevin's movies. In, yeah, because well, and so. And well, if you can't on, on that subject, I actually uh, sorry. It's like I I would have been in Clerks three. Um, to what capacity, I don't know. Um, okay. Brian, the the only thing that Brian was able to say to me is like it's really that it was a really nice piece, but I never got to read it, and unfortunately, Brian can't even tell me even to this day what 
and how it was involved. What did he sign, like an NDA or something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Which is kind of odd for Kevin because he discloses everything, but I get it. Um <laughs> Are you, and if you can't answer this question, I totally understand. And even if you want us to, to delete the question from the from the episode, I can. But are you are you going to be making an appearance in the reboot or? Um. Well, I don't know. It's you know. I mean, I've not been contracted to. So. Okay. Well, that's a shame because you should. I mean. It, for your character to be as strong as it was in that in that movie, going back to Clerics, and then to not show up again at any point in the VSQ universe, especially since Kevin's, especially since Kevin's gotten control. Like I get it with Mallrats. Like you had a valid point. Like it's still his. It's the second movie. He's got people he's got to answer to and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But at this point, he's calling his shots. You know, so um, I, no, I, I honestly, I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I really wouldn't say that because I, I think it was a long road for him to be able to get the funding just to even even do this. I mean, um, because it was a long road to finally get the funding to do Clerks three, true, and then true. things kind of fell apart there at the eleventh hour. So, uh, right. you know. Well, he He's might have a little bit more say than when he was, say, doing Chasing Amy, Mall Rats, Dogma, and all that kind of stuff. But he still has people that he needs to answer to in the, in the respect of, you know, what what they're putting up. And, and even true. though it's not just one place that he's getting that money, because Legion M is also um, part of this as well. But but still, it, it, it's it's not it's not 100% what Kevin says. No, that's true. Right. But at least he's not answering to someone like Harvey anymore, which is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, know, we know of. I mean, that's the other yeah. thing is everything that keeps coming out. Everyone's, oh, someone someone you least expected is now like a complete fucking asshole. Well, <laughs> my point was that it's not someone that with that kind of power. You know, like right. he seems like he's, it's not the Miramax monster that, and I use that word as a double entendre really but that's pretty um, good the miramax monster i like yeah. that <laughs> um so Does the your dimensions yeah um the thing i want to i get to ask next then is so they're shooting clerks the uh -huh. i guess mockumentary not but not really right yeah. am i well it's, or, it's a biopic it's definitely a biopic okay and I saw you were involved in that. And what was it like going back to the well in that regard? I mean, I'm sure you get asked about clerks all the time, but this is probably a different monster than that. This is meta. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, um, uh, uh, it's a total different take and, and direction um, uh, on the whole thing. Because basically Christopher Downey, who's the writer and, 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 um, the one who started this whole thing just started touching base with many of us that were in clerks and, and he had done like these little vignettes on uh, Jay and silent Bob characters um, called all, all Ricky. I don't know. This is something UK related. Um, and he just decided to kind of, start looking at all the information that was out there on Kevin and, and realize it's like, Hey, nobody's actually done the story on how this all came about. So let me do this, but not in the sense of a documentary, 
but in the sense of in telling his story as a film um, and, 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 and just having someone play Kevin who had played, uh, he took the, the characters that were playing um, Jay and Silent Bob and to put them in the characters of Kevin and Jason right. and just kind of reached out to everybody and to get, you know, ask us questions about how it was like and what we remember and, and, and just pretty much took all the information and made it into a script. At one point he wanted myself and Scott Schiaffo to go out to the UK and play Kevin's parents. Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. but, uh, due to my being in the union, that just wasn't possible. And also the fact that they just didn't have the funds to be able to do that. It was just to even fly us, whether I was in the union or not, just to fly us out there was going to be pretty much the bit that they did have. Um, and, uh, but eventually he, I mean, it was a long process and he was able to do some things over at his place. And then what he, you coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Mail's here. It's two minutes later than yesterday. And because you know it's six minutes earlier than the day before, you decided it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com. Wanted to do and needed, found that he needed to do was to then get a second unit to shoot a lot of the footage in the States. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be going to Jersey for, I don't, I don't remember what it was that I was going out there for, but worked it out where used my ex-sister-in-law's kitchen that was not remodeled or anything like that. Still had kind of a, a 90s vibe to it. And I, so then I played Allie from the Village Voice and, uh, and they shot a lot of the different scenes. Uh, and this is when pretty much uh, uh, J- James uh, came onto the picture, who's also a producer now. <clears throat> okay. Did you we- mentor the actress who played you, essentially? Uh, no. Uh, from what I understand, she just looked at many interviews that were out there of me and that's how she based me off of um but I, i've not seen shooting clerks yet i'm okay. afraid to see shooting clerks are you why <laughs> <laughs> why is that oh uh, because i've just not been available for where because they've only screened it <clears throat> on the east coast a couple times at a uh film festival in uh, Florida um, where James lives. And then they had a, they had kind of a screening in Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I live in LA now, so I don't have the money to fly back East uh, whenever. We 
we were more curious why you're afraid to see it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, the simple fact of the matter is that it's kind of crazy to see somebody portraying you and you're not dead. <laughs> okay, uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I was going to ask you, because I, I, I had assumed wrongfully that you had seen it, so I was going to ask you what that was like, but obviously you haven't seen it yet, so. No. And then um, um, for anybody who's ever seen the 10th anniversary DVD, there is a discussion on there um, that I was never aware of until I was actually interviewed for the 10th anniversary DVD as well, where the question was sprung on me of uh, certain issues that Jeff and I had when we were on set that I honestly can't remember. Okay. Okay. For the life of me, I can't remember. Um, And that, you know, to, to, to a degree also upsets me in, in this, in the sense that's like, you know, whatever, wh- what it is that they said that I did. I'm like, and that I can't remember it. It upsets me that I even did that. If that's what I, you know, and, and who knows, uh, maybe we're all kind of remembering it a little bit differently and, and, and seeing it from a different perspective that they see it one way and, and, and I didn't see it that way. And so that's why I can't remember. I like, I don't know. I, right. I have no idea. I don't even know what, what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you know what she's talking about? No, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I'm not going to ask you to tell us unless you want to, my yeah, own, yeah, but, yeah. We'll, but we'll, yeah, we'll no, go watch it, it. Actually, it's easier if you actually watch it. It's, it's, it's you know, because sometimes me explaining things is, is doesn't do justice. Sure. But, sure. Um, but, but this is, it's, it's um, talked about in there. And Christopher Downey did say that it's like, you know, we will you know make sure not to 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 harp too much on this but it's i feel like it's something that does need to be said and i'm like i realize that um and at one point when i did find out about all this i did reach out to jeff and i i believe i wrote an email not a letter because i didn't have his address or anything like that but i don't know whether he ever received it but it was it was an apology letter email i should say and um but we have never had a moment that was appropriate, I feel, for me to even ask him about this since that time. Right. So there's no so, closure. Huh? Yeah, no closure. No closure. Well, it seems like Jeff's a very private person. Like, for someone who's been in movies, and I'm not saying he resents it. I'm not taking it that far. But he seems to... I've done my thing. I'm kind of done with it. Let's just move on, you know, with life. Right. Well, I mean, to some degree, because I'm sure everybody knows the story about what happened after Clerks 2, where um, eventually they wound up having to sue the Weinsteins Mm -hmm. or Miramax, I should say, because they were supposed to get money on the back end, which there never is money on the back end and stuff like that. But, but, you know, he just feels that they, they were basically screwed over on, on, on two. And so I, I think he feels that, you know, things just always kind of had a negative connotation. And so I, I think that's, you know, part of the situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the industry you are in and he's into a lesser degree, I guess is, is not, it's, it's not for the faint of heart for one. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, I'm not even in it. I can tell that just from, you know, getting to talk to you, getting to talk to our friend Matt, and then just listening to different interviews and podcasts and whatnot. And it's yeah. it's it's 
It's it's a, it's a tough, rough road. Yeah, it really. Is. You have to have the passion for it, which you clearly Absolutely. do. You know, you have, so. to, you have to also have the thick skin for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to some degree, um, but but definitely you have to have the passion. And many times there's so so many people. It's like, oh yeah, I want to become an actor because I want to be rich and famous. And it's like, unfortunately, that's only going to get you so far before. Um, you realize that's that's not going to be that easy, um, and it's not necessarily what happens. It's it's a, it's a lot of taking money before it's actually giving money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. So it, it oh, I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> Yeah, this this got real heavy, real serious. No, but it's it's good to talk about and 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 uh, Marilyn, yeah. thank you for being so open with us about it. You know what I mean? So we appreciate oh, that. You know, um, I <laughs> there was a question that I missed from the the clerk stuff, so I guess I'll just go back to that and just because there's no easy segue from what sure. we were just talking about. But do you know the origin of your character's name? Like why Veronica versus any other name, or did is it just what it is? Um, I, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I always suspected it was a Archie comics reference. Yeah, I, I, I might have known this at one point, but honestly, I don't, I don't know. No, that's fine. We just, little, thing, <laughs> little things we thought you might know that we knew we were going to find, you know, doing a Google search. So we figured we'd ask, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. What, what, I guess what is, um. What's a favorite memory from making the movie? What's what's your favorite? Do you have something that stands out for you all these years later, even that like you focus on? I mean, for me, the whole thing uh, was just something that is memorable to me to what I can be remember anyway. But you know, because it's like again, it's like I only remember bits and pieces of it at this point. But it's, the whole experience for me is just something that I will always treasure. I mean, it was the first time, and and for for the first film and the first experience of this, and to have gotten the cult status from it, that in itself as well has you know this this memorable moment to it. Uh, working with Brian and and just experiencing that whole thing and you know working in a convenience store where that was our craft service table basically um, <laughs> and uh, certain moments because it's like here we are shooting in the middle of the night when the convenience store is not in operation and you got the town drunk who comes in he want he's trying to buy cigarettes because so the you know the whole cigarette thing is actually not far fetched right. Um, <laughs> So, you know, just all of it, really. So, basically, you got free Gatorade? That's what it boils down to? Uh, for us, it was it was Yoo-Hoo at the time. Yoo-Hoo? Okay. <laughs> no, I was just making a bad reference to the joke from the movie. Yeah, no, um, I know. Yeah, the Gatorades uh, from the from the hockey scene. Yeah. Um, a, buddy of my, a buddy of mine was a guest of ours on our... I forget what number of the episode is, but where we talked about Clarks for the first time, really, ironically, which wasn't that long ago. And he and I are around the same age. We're both 39. And the fact that the Gatorades were in bottles, not plastic, like glass uh-huh. bottles, we we dined in on that for like 20 minutes. We had to- and, I, 
And I'm I'm younger than CJ, so I was like, they were in glass bottles? What the fuck are you talking about? He's never seen a <laughs> glass Gatorade bottle, so it was just kind of fun I mean, to... I was two when Clerks came out, so... <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, even the Yoohoo bottles were, were in glass. Like, everything was in glass, basically. Yeah. I, I think Yoohoo bottle... I think Yoohoo still is in glass now. I is think it? so. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. The other... Yeah. <laughs> if you... If you talk to Brian, you can tell him when this is really tongue-in-cheek, but why he didn't shake the Yoohoo bottle he drank out of in the movie, I still don't get to this day, because you can see the chocolate sediment sitting on the bottom of that thing. I don't know why he didn't. Yeah, uh, I'm not even a big fan. That was sacrilegious. Like, you shake that shit up, Brian. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, I, have a, I have a question. Did, was there real lasagna in the lasagna case? There was nothing in there. <laughs> That's what I'm guessing, because I was like... There was like she. I was like, I don't know if they would actually go out and make lasagna, <laughs> but I would imagine there would have been like maybe you would have been method. Like, no, my character makes lasagna for her man, and I'm gonna flip <laughs> over. Dude, there was no time. It's like you know we were working during the day and filming at night, so there wasn't much sleep going on or anything like that. Um, I ha- if I had the time, I probably would have. Um, but yeah. yet there was nothing in that lasagna pan at all. Um, it would have been nice to have that actually had something in there just for substance and weight. Um, yeah. so I had to kind of fudge that um to make it look as if there was anything in there. Well, you did and a good job. I know you, you can understand this because as an actor, you really like you're in your own mind. Your character is like, I I know the audience may not know, but I know there's no lasagna in this right. fucking pan, and it <laughs> messes with me. Like I, I, was, I was in like plays when I was when I was a kid, and I remember the teacher slash director he had written like you know a like I opened up a letter and inside there was an actual handwritten letter, uh-huh. and I remember asking him I was because I was nine years old i said why did you write the letter because there's you know only i will see it the audience is, and he said that way you'll always i know it's there you know it's there your character knows that and that mm-hmm. stuck with me so i would imagine it would have been slightly frustrating even if it was your first project and you're you know you're you're sort of green uh and new to the film industry you've been like well why can't we just I could just go defrost some frozen, you know, <laughs> and make it special, or at least put a rock in here. So at least something. Right. Uh, well, I, I mean, I, the, the other thing, though, at the time is it's like it's not like I was in charge of props at that time. It's it, sure. it wasn't given to me to worry about. The only thing I had to worry about was bring my clothes <laughs> and learn my lines. That was your own wardrobe. Yeah. So the leather you wear a leather jacket. Is that that was yours? Uh, no, I didn't have a leather jacket. I could have sworn you had a leather jacket. She had a jacket, but I don't think it was leather. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was well, just a blazer. Everything's black and white. It's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't a leather jacket. It was just, it was a blazer type. You know how blazers were big back then in the adamant days, you know, with well, the, with the, uh, shoulder pads. Yeah, he would, was, yeah. but I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it? Is there anything you would go back and do over? I don't mean like a regret, but is if if you could have done something different with the way you handled the character or whatever, is there something you would have done differently? Um. Well, the thing is, it's like the 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 scenes that I wasn't happy with were cut out anyway. Oh, good. So <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Can you tell us what they were, or do you remember? Um, I can't remember. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but I think I think the 10th anniversary DVD also has scenes I, that I, came from it. 
you are really plugging this. I really need to go out and buy Well, no, but it's like the, the 10th anniversary. I mean, Christopher Downey, he did a lot of his yeah. uh, research off of the 10th anniversary DVD. Well, there's, there's a, there's a, if, because what I have, Marilyn, is I actually don't, not that I was lying earlier, but I don't have the 10th anniversary, but I have the Blu-ray, which they took the package from the 10th anniversary and put it into the Blu-ray, essentially. From at least that's what it says on the box that I have, so I'm assuming really? that's what's there. Honestly, and, i i can't I can't say that I'm aware of that because I mean, in the 10th anniversary DVD, there's like three or four DVDs. I can't remember. Yeah, there's there's several yep. discs. Yeah the the point though is that the the so big thing Kevin on there. Talking. Yeah, a lot of it's Kevin talking. Uh, the big <laughs> thing on there is the the documentary that I think is called Snowball. I think, uh-huh. you know, which I know is another tie back to you. Like, that's that's why I keep saying, like, for multiple reasons, you are the star of this movie. Because, like, so many of the things that have carried on long after the movie are centered around your character. You know, the number, the, the snowball thing, because I hear about that yeah. kind of crap all the time. <laughs> you know, maybe it's the circles I, mean, I yeah. travel in, but, you know, who knows? So... Yeah, I mean, but but I think it's because of what those references are and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, there's an overtness to it, like it just is. It's it weighs heavy, and even just the number thirty-seven has now been synonymous with that. Now every Kevin Smith fan, you say the number thirty-seven. I mean, people are taking photos of fucking receipts where the number <laughs> is thirty-seven, right. and they're posting it online and. Now, now that's when it's like the joke gets real thin for me. I'm like, <laughs> it's like you, you get it, okay? Well, you like the number thirty-seven, but it's only funny because of one or two lines of dialogue. It, it's it's now stretched particularly thin for me. Oh. <laughs> and to your credit, Rico, you took the joke because my building only goes up thirty-seven floors, so I did take a picture of that and send it to him. So he he appreciated that. <laughs> The support you've given us in the short time we've been communicating with you on on social media, we very much appreciate. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Um, the the tweets and retweets and whatnot. So we yeah, really we really do appreciate do. It. it's been it's been very helpful. We we are slowly and surely trying to make this a real, real, real thing, uh-huh. and your your support has been really helpful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, I I'm. I don't think I have anything left. <laughs> Marilyn, you've been you've been amazing, though. Rico, do you have any, any questions for anybody? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's let's wrap this up, Marilyn. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we were humbled by your presence. I I think I speak for Rico when I say that too. It, it really means a lot to us that you took some time and and shared your experiences about both your career, um, pre you know pre during and post clerks so thank you so much bc oh. and ad yeah <laughs> I, it's totally my pleasure. thank you so much guys I, I i had a good time i appreciate um everything that you had to say i i really it's like i thank you so much Oh, thank you as well. Um, so to the our fans out there, thank you for taking the time to listen to it. Um, if you have not already, make sure you follow Marilyn at that Clark's girl on Twitter. Um, very interesting feed and you'll enjoy it. She puts up a lot of cool, cool information. So, all right, everybody, thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on next episode.
Hi everyone, Stephanie here with a few thank yous and FYIs on how you can get in touch with and follow Podeskew. Oh yeah, and the guys. Let's start with a huge shout out thanks to Dubbed in English for the opening theme music, 96 Reasons. If you're trying to find them online, they've dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> Just kidding. But no, really, their music is offline now, so send an email request to podeskew at gmail.com or CJ's Twitter handle at m underscore blade, and he'll throw you a copy of the full song and or the whole EP, Plan 9. Also, let's give a big thanks to Samuel Lemons for our closing music theme, Askew. I encourage you to discover more of Samuel's masterfully manipulated rhythms on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. I don't know how you're listening to this now, but you can find other Podeskew episodes in several places, starting with iTunes and Stitcher, where a quick high star rating from you goes a long way in helping us hit the top of the charts or you may prefer Google Play Music. Don't want to be strapped down by an app? Then find us on podcast search engine, Listen Notes. Type in P-O-D-A-S-K-E-W, yes, that's all one word, into any of the aforementioned searches and Podeskew will pop right up on whatever screen you're using. And of course, there's our founding site that started it all, Podcast Garden, at www.podcastgarden.com slash podcast slash Podeskew. By the by, if you're looking to host your own show, Podcast Garden is the ideal place for all your podcast hosting needs at a very affordable price. Now, if you want to agree with or yell at the guys directly, follow them and the show on Twitter. For the show, at PodAskew. For Rico, at RantsRico. And again, CJ is at M underscore Blade. Finally, let's not forget our biggest thank you is to you for listening, subscribing, rating on iTunes and Stitcher, and promoting our show by being our fans. CJ and Rico truly appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Who's leading this mob? <laughs> that guy. Freeze. series that's got all the buzz. You have power I've never felt before. Critics are calling it unbelievably charming. Captivating. A delight to watch. Casey Walpole couldn't be more perfect as Naomi. You ready? The question is, are you ready? Get ready to see why. I don't know what is happening to me. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? Naomi, all new tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW. 